0: Good morning, everyone. Today we are continuing our new teaching series that is rooted in the Old Testament book of Numbers, entitled A Table in the Wilderness, where we are exploring how to find God and the table that he has prepared for us when we find ourselves in desolate places. We began our series by looking at the beginning of Numbers chapter 9. The Israelites were just one year removed from their dramatic rescue from Egypt after living as slaves there for 400 years. God had caused 10 different plagues to come upon the Egyptians, and after the final one, which claimed the life of every firstborn Egyptian child and animal, Pharaoh finally relented and told Moses to take his people and go. And we saw last time that... As the Israelites were making preparations to set out on their journey to the Promised Land, the first thing God commanded them to do was to celebrate the Passover. God wanted their journey to start with rehearsing their past rescue. He wanted them, as they set out, to remember His faithfulness and to remember His provision. And this week... As we pick up the action in the middle of Numbers chapter 9, as the Israelites are about to embark on their journey, we're going to look at how God guided his people in the wilderness and how that informs our own journey as we seek to discern God's direction in our own wilderness seasons, including the wilderness of COVID-19. Listen now to Numbers chapter 9, verses 15 through 18. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law, was set up, the cloud covered it. From evening till morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night, it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled... The Israelites encamped. At the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. As long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. Now, this cloud that appears here in Numbers chapter 9, which the text tells us looked like fire during the night, was something that the Israelites had actually encountered before. And they had encountered it, not coincidentally, in Exodus chapter 13, right after the very first Passover. It was a sign of God's presence. And it also traveled out in front of God's people and led them as they escaped from Egypt. And so now, here in Numbers chapter 9, after rehearsing that same rescue a year later, we see that the cloud miraculously appears again to represent God's presence with his people as they begin the next chapter of their journey. And there are a couple of things that the text intentionally highlights for us about the nature of this cloud. First, verse 15 says that on the day that the tabernacle was set up, And the tabernacle, by the way, was the Israelites' mobile house of worship. And on the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. And so the image there suggests that God's presence was enveloping. His presence was completely covering the tabernacle. And so there's this unmistakable sense of God's presence with his people as they set out into the wilderness. Now something else that's important to recognize about the cloud in these verses is that it was continuous. It was continuous. Verse 15 says that there was a cloud over the tabernacle by day, and then from the evening until the morning, the cloud looked like fire. And and it must have been quite a sight. That, that mystic cloud, that fiery heaviness, that enveloping presence hovering over the tabernacle. And it was no temporary phenomenon. Verse 16 says that that is how it continued to be. And so the cloud's presence was permanent. It was a continuous, visible reminder for the Israelites that they were not heading into the wilderness alone. And that's a really significant thing for us to remember as well. And that's because even though we don't experience God's presence today in the literal form of a cloud, the principles of his presence that we see here in Numbers 9 remain true for us nevertheless. Just as God's enveloping presence was continuously with the Israelites. His enveloping presence is continually with us as well. And his presence is with us in the form of the Holy Spirit, who indwells us as followers of Jesus. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6 that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are the place where the Holy Spirit resides. And so God is always present with us through his spirit. One of the scriptures that always comes to mind for me when I think about God's presence is Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verses 5 through 12 say this, You hem me in, behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. What great images of the continuous enveloping presence of of God. But God, the psalmist says, hems us in behind and before. He completely surrounds us. There's, there's literally nowhere that we can go to flee from His Spirit. But everywhere we go, His hand is there to guide us. And that means, of course, that He's there even in the darkest times that he is there even in the wilderness. And so even though our circumstances might make us feel like we're isolated, and even though our circumstances might make us feel like God has abandoned us, the reality is he has not. He is there. His presence continuously envelops us, just like the cloud enveloped the Israelites. And discerning God's direction, first and foremost, involves remembering that. It involves remembering God's presence with us in the wilderness. Every week, our remote worship guide email contains a link to a Spotify playlist of songs that have been curated by our creative arts team. This week, that playlist contains a song by Sarah McCracken called You Are With Me, which is a song that feels super relevant to this season in which we find ourselves. The words to the chorus go like this. I know you're with me and you are for me. You've been behind me. You go before me. You walk beside me through the darkest valleys. I know you are with me. I want to encourage you to give that song, You Are With Me, a listen this week. It's a great reminder of the reality of God's presence with us. Not only does discerning God's direction involve remembering his presence, but we also see in Numbers 9 that it involves responding to God's leading as well. Listen to Numbers chapter 9, verses 19 to 22. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. At the Lord's command, they would encamp, and then at His command, they would set out. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning, and when it lifted in the morning, they set out. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud lifted, they set out. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days or a month, or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. We hear in those verses that, in addition to being a symbol of God's presence with his people, the cloud was also the means through which God was actively leading his people as well. It was through the cloud that God revealed when they were to set out, where they were to camp, and how long they were to camp. And notice the time signatures in those verses. Verse 19 says that sometimes the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time. And when when that was the case, the Israelites did not set out. Verse 20 says, says that sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days, which meant that God's people would camp for a few days and then move when the cloud moved. And then in verse 21, we see that sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning. And then in the morning, when it lifted, the Israelites would set out. And so even though God was constantly present with his people. And even though he was guiding them every step along the journey, the movement of the cloud was unpredictable. But whenever it moved, the Israelites moved. And whenever it stayed, they stayed. And all of that highlights a couple of important things, I think, about what it means to respond to God's leading. And one is that responding to God's leading requires flexibility. Responding to God's leading requires flexibility. Something else that's evident about responding to God's leading in these verses is that it requires patience. Responding to God's leading requires patience. The fact that God varied. The length of the Israelites' encampments very poignantly underscores the reality that sometimes remaining right where we are is exactly where God wants us to be. And that can be a real challenge, especially when we find ourselves in the wilderness. You know, it's hard to wait in the wilderness, Because we instinctively just want to move. We want to get out, to get beyond the difficulty and beyond the desolation. We want to get beyond the the uncomfortable uncertainties. I know for me, my tendency oftentimes, out of desperation just to move, is to try to take control, chart my own course. But one of the things that this pandemic has really reinforced in, in a very tangible and humbling way is just how little control we actually have. And so just like the Israelites in the wilderness, we too have to be patient and wait. And that's a real struggle because we've been waiting a while now. And the weariness is real. But as we see from the Israelites' experience in the wilderness, sometimes God wants us to stay where we are because he has things for us to learn from that specific place. And as we pull up a chair to the table that God has provided for us in the wilderness and seek Direction through his presence. He will provide direction. As we pull up a chair and engage with his living and active and dynamic word, which is one of the most foundational ways that we discern his direction, he will lead us. As we pull up a chair and sit with him in prayer and linger and listen, he will lead us. And so as you wait, what is God showing you? What is it that he wants you to see in this particular place that he has you? The last verse in this passage, Numbers chapter 9, verse 23, says this, At the Lord's command, they encamped, and at the Lord's command, they set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. So that verse leaves us with this unmistakable sense that while things may not be as clear as we would like them to be, Or move according to our preferred timetable, God's direction is always sure. Our role, very simply, is to follow, which we see here in this verse requires obedience. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. And so God is present. And he is leading. And his directions are always sure, regardless of what it might seem like from our perspective. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9 say this, "'For my thoughts are not your thoughts, "'neither are your ways my ways,' declares the Lord. "'As the heavens are higher than the earth,' so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so as we endeavor to follow God through this wilderness season, may we remain aware of his continuous presence. May we be flexible and patient May God alone be our vision. And as we look to him, may we be filled with the hope that he will indeed lead us out of the wilderness and redeem the experience as only he can. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the reminder once again That as we navigate this strange and surreal time, that we can know that you are with us. Thank you, Father, that you have been behind us and that you go before us. And thank you for walking beside us through the darkest valleys. Father, would you give us patience in this season? Patience to sit with you at your table and be present with you in this place that you have us. Help us to linger and to listen to see the things that you want us to see and to be changed and formed and shaped and prepared to obediently follow your directions. Father, would you alone be our vision. In Jesus' name. Amen.